I want to ask you about OnlyFans and how that's changing the romantic landscape today. But first, I do have a big thank you to the sponsor of today's video, a sponsor I'm so excited to have, Factor. Uh, so I've actually been using Factor for like a year and a half, if not more. Uh, the first time I ever had a Factor meal was we were home from the hospital. And obviously, my husband and I we were super busy, had a newborn. We were able through Factor to get fresh, healthy meals within like two minutes of microwaving. And that's it. We didn't have to order out. It was right there delivered to our door. And eventually we became a loyal subscriber. We've been with them ever since. So Factor, basically they're delicious, ready to eat meals that make eating better every day easy. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan, and veggie and more. And there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons, including things like smoothies, breakfasts, and desserts. Uh, you know, and they say two-minute meals. I can microwave mine for like a minute and a half, and it's totally fine. So the idea, you can go to your fridge, minute and a half later, have a healthy, fresh meal that you didn't have to order out for, that it's not just garbage. That's amazing. Uh, especially if you're trying to lose weight, Factor is one of the easiest ways that I found to do it. You can also sign up and save. They've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. It is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast upscale options done easily. Flexible as well. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing six to 18 meals per week. Okay, there's no prep, no mess meals. So head to factormeals.com slash chen50 and use code chen50 to get 50% off. Again, that is code chen50 at factormeals.com slash chen50 to get 50% off. Guys, I hope you do subscribe because again, I love these guys. I want to keep them happy. So a huge thank you to Factor for sponsoring this video. Um, okay, let's talk about OnlyFans. Um, how how common do you think OnlyFans is amongst the average population of, let's say, women in their 20s? Because I've had men comment and say, oh, it seems like every woman's on OnlyFans. I don't think that's true, but I think it's fair to say it's definitely more than it ever has been. Like, basically women involved in sex work. Obviously, OnlyFans itself as a platform is pretty new. I have no idea. I wish I wish there were solid numbers on this because the the perception is so different between different people. Um, like there are, if if I'm hanging out with somebody who's like kind of a normal human being, a normie, if you will, um, who just like goes to school or um, you know is like working and is whatever. Like some of them have like heard of OnlyFans because uh, they're kind of like familiar with internet culture and that's about it. And then I'll talk with other people who are like, oh yeah, like me and like all three of my friends are on OnlyFans and we all like do this, blah 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 blah. I truly. Have no idea. I feel like it's hard to get a, a fix on it, like anecdotally, because mm -hmm. our friend groups are going to heavily dictate uh, people's inclinations to go off and do this type of content. You know, like if you were to ask, you know, if you were to ask me if I was a, if I was an idiot, you were to ask me how many people do YouTubers streaming. I'd be like, I don't know, probably like ten percent of the population are like YouTubers. Right, streamers, because that's but your like, social group. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. it's self-selecting. Yeah, <laughs> and I feel I mean, like if you ask. I feel like if you ask the average like red pillar or people that are like really far in one direction, like how many girls do you think have an OnlyFans? I think a lot of them would legitimately say probably 20 to 40%. I think a lot of right. people would say this for women under 30. I'm like, that number is probably really high, but maybe it's not. I don't know. I, it'd be nice to actually get like data on that, but I don't know if that's ever possible to get. Yeah. It, it would be nice because I mean, I'm, I'm in a social circle where everyone that I talk to on a day-to-day -day basis, we're all in, you know, perpetually online. We all heard of OnlyFans, but I was on the whatever podcast. That was my first time ever meeting someone who had an OnlyFans account. Like mm -hmm. I, all of my female friends and my friends are basically only women. None of us have OnlyFans. I mean, I do feel like there is a selection bias. So do you think that the idea that we are so heavily focused on, and I do this too, I've done a ton of videos about OnlyFans. I think it's fascinating. Do you think that's actually almost skewing the perception that it's it's more common that it is and therefore hurting gender relations? 
Would it hurt gender relations? I don't know if it would hurt gender relations necessarily, unless you're like- Do you think humor. OnlyFans hurts gender relations? Why? It would depend on how many people are doing it, right? <laughs> Why? Why would that matter? Or just like as a concept? As a, hmm. Okay. Here, th okay, so here's something that I have a hard time sorting through. And I, I don't know what's, I, I, it's just hard to know. So one of the arguments that I hear a lot of men put forth when it comes to OnlyFans is that OnlyFans have corrupted women's brains, OnlyFans and social media, because women are able to get infinite validation from men who wanna fuck them whenever they want. And that was never a thing in the past. But then when I talk to especially older women, um, what they'll say is, that's not true. Every single woman since she, since she turns about 12 has had infinite offers for dick for the entirety of her life. Every single guy you meet like, will potentially at least want to fuck you, if not more. Um, so that, that attention and, and that type of like validation has literally always been there. And the internet stuff doesn't really change it that much other than it adds kind of like a new dimension to it, which the internet has for like everything for everybody. So has OnlyFans like skewed or changed perceptions and relationships? I mean, I would say probably not, but if it has, I would say that it has insofar as like the internet in general has skewed and changed all of our perceptions about relationships. But backing up to that thing we said before, if like 50% of girls did OnlyFans, um, maybe that would affect it a lot more negatively. Um, it's, it's hard to say, but I will say something that's a little bit annoying is that it felt like Porn on TV was okay. Porn in magazines was okay. Porn in video games was okay. Porn on the internet was okay. But for some reason, as soon as women started to like kind of control it and earn all the money themselves, now it's literally like a society ending plague that needs to be ended as soon as possible. I find well, that a I little bit suspect. Yeah, go ahead. I guess it depends on who you ask. Like porn on the internet and on TV and in magazines was okay. I think there's a lot of people that would say it was not okay. But I mean, even even if we say that, all right, people weren't as upset about porn and magazines as they are things like OnlyFans, I think there is, it's reasonable to say that, you know, the, the abundance of something like pornography does matter. Like there's a difference between saying you can buy pornographic material if you go out, if you buy a magazine and it's just kind of like, it's relatively vanilla and it also it, it you know usually if you're buying something like that you're going to be consuming the same content and you're less likely to be desensitized to it versus what we have going on right now like i think it's fair to say that how we're dealing with pornography as a culture as a society is not something that we as a species have had to deal with like what does your sexual drive look like when you basically have anything you could ever think of and a lot of things you would never even imagine at your fingertips 24 7. Like, i think it's reasonable to say that OnlyFans has been an escalation of a problem we've been seeing for a long time now for generations which is that the increased availability of pornography like i think I don't think it's fair to say this is just OnlyFans specific, but it's just online pornography in general and OnlyFans as part of that. It absolutely, I think, is is a different problem than generations previously have had to deal with. And I think it like I think it does contribute to worsening relations between men and men because I feel women and men, because I feel like men more so now are seeing women like literally as a commodity that they can buy, where it's not just, oh, pornography in general is available to me. This woman's nudes specifically are probably available to me i've had like people online agencies like reach out and ask if you have only fans like when did that become socially acceptable to ask a woman hey is is there pornography of you i can buy because that's what's happening now it's crazy i feel like there there are parts i agree with, there's parts i disagree with um 
so one of the things I said before is I wonder how much OnlyFans is a problem versus just the internet in general. Like I do agree that OnlyFans is kind of presenting and porn, maybe online porn in general is presenting kind of like unique challenges to people today. But when I brought up the the thing that OnlyFans makes me really it really makes me really suspect about people's intentions is because while people have always had a problem with porn, it's pretty rare outside of like very religious communities. And even then that, it wasn't the most common thing to find like young men that are these staunch advocates against pornography outside of very religious communities. And I feel like that's driven by something a little bit more than care and concern for fellow men and women. I feel like there's a bit of jealousy or a little bit of envy or the idea that like this fucking random chick that doesn't know anything is able to make all this money and, and fuck this person, blah, blah, blah. I feel like there's a, a, an envy or jealousy-driven aspect there. I could be wrong. This is a feeling I have. Um, maybe, maybe you're right, but also, mm -hmm. sorry about the runny nose, but also I feel like with young men specifically, and it's true, like now in a way that probably we haven't seen, I mean, maybe since the Crusades, I, I, we have like young men taking up the banner of like sexual morality, right? They're policing yeah. these thoughts and stuff. I, I feel like it is self-interested in a way. I think for a lot of these young men, they're looking at these women and they're they're thinking, man, I would love to date you, but I, I, I don't want to date you as an OnlyFans model. So I think there's like, you know, there's this condemnation, but it's also born out of this is what women in my generation are increasingly looking up to and becoming, and they don't want that. They want their dating prospects, I guess, to not be on OnlyFans, which I don't think is unreasonable. I've heard this narrative before. I have never met a guy that would even be in the same league or have the opportunity to date a girl that's successful on OnlyFans and like turns her down. I've never seen that happen in my life. It might, that might be a thing, but it feels like generally the circle of people that are complaining about these types of women have a zero overlap with like the actual people that could date these types of women. That just is generally the case. But I, I'm being a little bit uh, mean there when I say that, but that just seems well, to be the case. But I mean, there are, yeah. but there are, you know, I, I know the type of person that you're referring to who mm -hmm. would maybe like be very judgmental con condemning them, but also like, let's be real if, if that woman were like, hey, do you want to be my boyfriend? Then jump on that. But there are, I mean, people like Michael Knowles, Matt Walsh, they're happily married, they're fathers. I think there is a, a, a version of a man out there who, yes, for, you know, moral reasons is against it. Um, yeah, that's true. But I mean, like Knowles and Walsh are no offense to to your ilk. Uh, these are very, very far right people. So they probably would pair off with also women that share like similar social values. So I would hope that if you meet a woman, like for instance, if you meet a woman in that goes to your church, that's part of your community, you start talking about and she has an OnlyFans, that'd probably be a really fucking big deal. And I imagine that would probably not be okay. Um, so yeah, I definitely I'm mean, yeah, there's gonna be some people that definitely have no preference for that at all. Uh, backing up for just real quick on the OnlyFans thing, um, something again that I have a really hard time sorting out is like you mentioned that OnlyFans and online porn presents like a unique challenge to people today and the impacts on us. I don't disagree. I just wonder sometimes how much the internet has changed everything. And then from the internet, people can pick and choose like whatever their particular pet project is to say, this is actually the worst thing. When in reality, the broad thing is like the internet. So like a long time ago, it was there was a guy called Jack Thompson, who was attorney that hated violence in video games and he like went on a crusade against it and he was like this is where all the Ill all the problems of the world are coming from video games um or you know you've got people on twitter today and you know white supremacy and nazi talkers the worst thing in the internet and it's empowering everybody to turn everybody secretly into nazis or for red pillars it's only fans has ruined the modern woman and now women you know eat hot chip and they can't even cook anymore and blah 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 there are some things about the internet that we know are really bad and there's some things we don't know and i feel like we harp more on the latter than the former so 
for instance, for OnlyFans and even for porn's impacts on relationships, I did a debate a while ago on this. It's really hard to find data on like, how does porn actually affect us? I feel like there are a lot of people that make a lot of really strong claims that the data doesn't support, not to say that it doesn't have really big impacts on us. It might just be really hard to study. But one thing I do know is something that's really well-researched is social media is horrible for young people, especially teenage girls. It yes. fucks your mind so much. And people will come out and say things like, well, I'm just against OnlyFans and porn because I don't like to come out of my women or I don't like how women are making this blah, 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 blah. Okay, well, why not say something about like the horrible impacts of social media on students? Because uh, that's a really big deal. And that's really well-researched, super empirically validated. I feel like the selective focus, again, is one of those things that makes me wonder, yeah. And, and the fact that it's like, this is like the internet is mind fucking all of us. And there are different facets of the internet that mind fuck us, but it's not just because it's porn. Or it's not just because it's, thing. it's because now we're like connected to a billion different things at the fingertips, you know, every single second of the day. And that's like having a lot of wide reaching impacts on our lives. No, I think, I think that's, that's fair. I, I want to get, I, I will go the super chats guys. Um, yeah. I, I remember a, a few years ago, someone online, I posted a photo of myself and they said that the, my filtrum was too long. So it's the, the, the distance between your nose and your lips. And oh, yeah, I, I definitely I noticed that even... when I joined today. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> that's the thing. Like, I, have ne- I had woken up that morning, not a care in the world about my filtrum. And now I, I'm, like, introduced to this new complex. And it's like that for, for women. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I think it's fair to say that the Internet in, in general is a problem, social media especially. And I feel like OnlyFans, it's almost like the social media of pornography. So you have all of the potential issues that might come with porn use plus social media. And it's together. Mm-hmm. at the same time um yeah might we be. have the access uh, is also a lot harder too did do you talk about family stuff at all or no i want to family stuff yeah yeah uh sorry you... sg199 says oh, yeah, women selling themselves at, at a push of a button i feel like that in and of itself is reason to talk about OnlyFans because like the possibility of becoming a porn star was always out there for women the possibility of becoming a prostitute always out there but i think OnlyFans has made it that much easier where the lower bar to entry has actually incentivized women to to give it out, to give it a shot. I mean, you probably already have a webcam, a phone. There's nothing stopping you from it. And you know, I don't think as a society we should be just banking on the fact that it's too hard to become a sex worker for women to not do it. <laughs> like, there should be other reasons why women don't do it. But because OnlyFans took that step of lowering the bar, uh, I think that is why it's it's getting a lot of attention and criticism from people who are like kind of right leaning or conservative or against <clears throat> sex work, including uh, I guess sex negative feminists. Yeah, I mean, I don't necessarily disagree that it makes things easier, but like, is it not at all concerning? For instance, that I'm pretty sure when you pull kids now, their number one job that they want to be is a YouTuber. <laughs> Isn't that a little bit scary? Con- I think that's very concerning. I mean, like, yeah. I, like even from my side, I told him, like, bro, you're going to college. Like, you're not going to, you're not, you're not skipping college. You're going to go to school. You're going to get your fucking degree. Okay. You're not doing this shit right out of high school. Um, yeah. I, I just think that, um, yeah, it's, it's, I do agree that there are problems with internet stuff because it's so ubiquitous now. Like when I was growing up, the things that they would always say to parents are, hey, monitor your kid's behavior, monitor your kid's, uh, internet activity, which I think when we were growing up, I think was possible. Well, actually, wait, I don't know your age. Again, I'm, I'm 35. I'm 29. Oh, uh, okay. So, yeah, it was definitely um, possible. Like, I remember yeah. when I was a kid, I I grew up with dial-up internet. It was like, do you yeah. need to make a call today? I would like to surf online. So, 100%. And you've got, like, one family computer that yeah. is uh, in the family room. Yeah. Today, God, bro, kids get, like, iPads at school. Their library books 
are like connected to the Wi-Fi. It, like everything is insane today. You cannot, kids will find whatever and there's no way to keep them off of anything because you could ban every single internet device in your household and they might have a friend on the bus that has like an extra phone from a sibling that they just give their, you know, give your child. You have no control over it whatsoever. So um, well, I, yeah. I would disagree you have no control it's really hard though because i you know we're hoping to homeschool i have extended family who their daughter is like 12 she doesn't have uh you know a smartphone or anything like that well guess what her friend does and so i mean basically through that proxy you you can't really control and that's why i'm not against talking to kids about this and having like upfront conversations hey there's going to be stuff online mm -hmm. you know I'm, I'm not trying to control you but at the same time you're i you're my steward, like you're my ward. I want what's best for you. And there are things that you're just developmentally not prepared for. That doesn't mean it's always going to be the case, but like, I feel like you have to have those conversations as a parent. Like you can't just be like, Oh, it'll probably be fine. Like, no, your kid is definitely looking up like hentai and weird tentacle stuff. Like you don't, don't assume they're not. 